T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The news is getting worse and worse for the EV industry. Things are not good. You know, we just had Volvo. They cut all their funding on their EV uh, car, whether it was the Polaris or the Polestar. I think it was the Polestar, uh, whatever it was. They just said, all right, we're done. We're not funding that anymore. Ford, do you know how much money they lost for every F-150 Lightning that they produced? They lost $36,000 for every single one that they produced. And you got all of these, and Ford shut down the, uh, the uh, F-150 Lightning plant in Michigan. And it's, it's still, it's going to be happening all over. I mean, this is just something that Americans do not want right now. Well, in mass, there's some that want it, and that's fine. If you want to go out and get you an electric vehicle, fine. I think you, you, you should have the right to do that. It should be a good alternative for you. Maybe just like them. My best friend in the world, Pat Hatch, has one, and, and he's, he loves his. Okay, good. I'm glad. I just don't want the government trying to mandate these things on the American people because, number one, we don't want them. Number two, they are not better for the environment. Number three, they are not more cost-effective in the long run. In fact, 80, they're 80 times more expensive than a gasoline or diesel-powered vehicle. And guess what? Our roads can't take them. There's a new study from the University of Nebraska. Now listen to this. Tell me this isn't dangerous. New study from the University of Nebraska indicates that the nation's guardrails are ill-equipped to handle electric vehicles, which weigh thousands of pounds more than the average gas-powered sedan. Engineers with the university's Midwest Roadside Safety Facility conducted test crashes with an electric-powered pickup truck and a Tesla sedan hurtling towards a guardrail, the same type found along tens of thousands of miles of roadway across the country. The report that was released on Wednesday concluded that the nation's guardrails were not made to handle vehicles greater than 5,000 pounds. 
The result came, uh, came as transportation officials have been sounding the alarm over the weight disparity between the new battery-powered vehicles and the lighter gas-powered ones. Last year, the National Transportation Safety Board expressed concerns about the safety risk heavy electric vehicles pose if they collided with lighter vehicles. Road safety officials and organizations say the electric vehicles themselves appear to offer superior protection to their occupants, even if they might prove dangerous to occupants of a lighter vehicle. The Rivian truck tested in Nebraska showed almost no damage to the cab's interior after slamming into the concrete barrier. The extra weight of the cars comes from their outsized batteries needed to travel a range of about 300 miles per charge. The batteries themselves can weigh as much as a small gas-powered car. Electric vehicles typically weigh 20 uh, to 50% more than gas-powered vehicles and have a lower center of gravity. So the concern over the EV's weight extends beyond vehicle-to-vehicle crashes and compatibility with guardrails. The extra weight will affect everything from faster wear on residential streets and driveways to vehicle tires and infrastructure like parking garages. A lot of these parking structures were built to hold vehicles that weigh between 2,000 and 4,000 pounds, not 10,000 pounds. What really needs to happen, they say, is more collaboration between transportation engineers and vehicle manufacturers. That's where you might see some real change, they say. Well, we don't know about that. But we do know that, you know, there are a lot of problems with these vehicles. And we just don't want them. I mean, they're wildly expensive. So Joe Biden, and we talked about this a little bit last night, he declared Martha's Vineyard a low-income area. Now, let me explain this to you just a little bit. Because see, these people there in Martha's Vineyard, they they don't have jobs. The vast majority of them don't have jobs. They're retirees. They got their trust fund. They got their retirement savings. They've got their personal wealth. So they don't have jobs. So let's say you've got 60% of Martha's Vineyard. In fact, let's, let's take a look. And, and I'll, I'll, this will point out exactly what it is. Let's see. Martha's, let's see. Martha's Vineyard. Let's see. Median income. Let's see what that says. Median income. Income. Martha's Vineyard median income is $139,158 a year. $139,000. The average median household, uh, household in the United States is $73,849. Now, this is, this is twice as much as the, the median income, but for that area, that is low income. But see, these people aren't actually living on their income. They're living on their retirement. They're living on their investments. They're living on the money that all of these things are making. They don't have to rely on income. (laughs) A job? I am not going to get a job. I am sorry. So Joe Biden came along and said, this is a low-income community, and and, uh, they put a, they're going to give them, they're going to give them EV charging stations. Now, these EV charging stations were supposed to go to low-income communities. But here's the problem with that. Nobody in low-income communities can afford these vehicles. 
So, you know, yeah, let's see. Uh, Martha's Vineyard, um, average home price. Let's see. Uh, average home price. Let's take a look at this. How much is the average home in Martha's Vineyard? $2,296,450. That's the average asking price for new homes in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely they need to be declared a low-income community, don't they? Oh, my gosh. Well, and why not? Why shouldn't they? Who does it? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Doesn't Barack Obama have a $15 million oceanfront mansion in Martha's Vineyard? I do believe he does. I'll bet he would love to have that. And doesn't Joe Biden spend a lot of time in Martha's Vineyard as well? Oh, absolutely. Hobnobbing with the rich and famous up there. These people, hypocrites, one and all. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9, WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the program. All right, up in Michigan, um, Gretchen Whitmer and Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel charged, and you've heard about this, they charged 16 Republican electors with political crimes in connection with the 2020 presidential election. The alternate electors in Michigan, many of them were senior citizens, were charged with eight felonies each that could mean they spend the rest of their lives in prison if Attorney General Nessel has her way. 
Each of the 16 defendants were charged with the following. One count of conspiracy to commit forgery, which is a 14-year felony. Two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, whatever that means, a 14-year felony. One count of uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit elections law forgery, a five-year felony. And two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. So during the, the press release, they announced the bogus charges against these 16 electors. Michigan's politically motivated attorney general, Dana Nessel, stated that the electors were guilty, which is interesting because they hadn't even had their day in court. Now, we know that this was persecution, not prosecution. The same can be said with those folks on January the 6th. The defendants acted on evidence that the election in their state had likely been stolen after that almost ubiquitous morning spike in votes for Joe Biden. You've seen the curve. There's the curve. All of a sudden, they get the big spike. They submitted an alternate slate of electoral votes, um, alternative for President Trump, uh, to the Electoral College. Michigan's Attorney General would like for for the people of Michigan to believe of Michigan to believe that the electors had no reason to believe that the election was anything but the most secure election in history. But she knew that it wasn't. She was aware that in October, a month before the 2020 election, a full-scale investigation involving the Muskegon Police Department the Michigan State Police, lead investigators from the Attorney General's office and um, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's office was underway, involving over 10,000 voter registrations turned in by one individual at the city clerk's office in Muskegon. Once it was discovered that the voter fraud operation spanned several states, the FBI actually took over the investigation. According to the Michigan State Police Lieutenant in charge of the investigation, he believes that the FBI is still investigating the false voter registration scam. It is still ongoing. Now, have we heard Christopher Wray come out and say anything about this? No. No, we have not. We have not. So it's funny that Attorney General Nessel, who claimed the Uh, Michigan GOP electors knew there was no path to victory for Donald J. Trump because there was no successful election fraud lawsuits or evidence of widespread voter fraud in the state of Michigan, failed to mention the ongoing multi-city, multi-state voter registration fraud investigation that her own department was involved in. It actually started in her office one month before the election. Well, now there's even more evidence that Dana Nessel knew about election fraud in the 2020 election in Michigan, and she hid it from the public. Investigative journalist Yadua Miller obtained a document from Michigan through a FOIA request and shared it on Twitter, X, last night. Earlier in the week, Yadua reached out and, and, and collaborated um, So anyway, the Department of Justice officials knew that on November the 5th, 2020, two days after the election, that there was a very serious accusation of voter fraud reported to the uh, at the TFC Center in Detroit from election night. In the November 5th email, Troy Cummings, a Michigan attorney, 
contacted Matthew Schneider at the U.S. Department of Justice to report an egregious situation at Detroit's TFC Center involving the counting of ballots and ballot fraud in Detroit. The email to the DOJ included photographs supporting the allegations. Matthew Schneider found the claims alarming and requested an FBI investigation. He forwarded the information to several DOJ officials. Cummings detailed in his email, I'm following up with some information on one of the most egregious situations that I encountered over the past few days at the TFC Center. There were many examples of significant election integrity issues, but this example involves actions of government officials from both the local and state levels that are shocking if true. At very least, I think it's worth following up on. I will note that the poll worker, Mrs. Jacob, has 30 years in with the city and is very concerned with her job safety for doing this and likely speaking about it further, but she obviously had the courage to raise these issues yesterday. Hmm. Interesting. And he sent affidavits. Snyder forwarded the email to David Nance at the FBI's Inspection Division, including included Richard Donahue from the Office of the Deputy Attorney General, Don Eisen, from, and, and many, many others. Many, many others. So, here we got Michigan Attorney General, the Governor of Michigan, the Secretary of State. They all knew that there were claims of improper ballot shenanigans going on in Michigan, and they still decided to put these people in jail. 16 defendants, eight charges each. Years upon years upon years in prison. And they went with that anyway. Good gracious. If that doesn't turn your stomach. In an email dated November the 4th of 2020, Thomas Fabus, the chief of investigations at the Michigan Department of Attorney General, communicated with Daryl Hill from the Michigan Department of State Office regarding a separate incident of election fraud at the TFC Center in Detroit, Michigan. Fabus mentioned that he had discussed the matter with the FBI, concluded that the issue did not fall within the jurisdiction of either the FBI or his office for potential criminal actions. However, he suggests that the um, Michigan Department of, of, of Safety might want to proactively contact the complainant to address the possibility and head this off. There you go. There you go. So they knew voter fraud was going on. They knew ballot shenanigans were happening. They knew all of this. Well, if the FBI is not going to involve it, get involved in it, or the Department of Justice is not going to... I mean, you would think at least the Secretary of State and the Attorney General in Michigan would do something about it. But no, they didn't. They went after those innocent 16 people and trumped up charges, pun intended, against them. Because that's what they have to do. These people are as dirty and as crooked and as nasty and horrible a group of people as I've ever... That's why I say, I don't want to work with them. I don't want to work with a Democrat. I don't want to. Charlie, you need to come to this meeting and hear David Pascoe speak. I don't want to hear what David Pascoe has to say. David Pascoe's a Democrat. I don't care. He would sooner stab me in the back than look me in the eye. And he would you too. 
So people complaining about what's going on in Washington, D.C. Why are these Republicans working with the Democrats? Why are they doing it? Oh, look at them. They're rhinos. They're part of the establishment. And then you turn around and do the same thing? No, not at all. Not at all. Let's go to Paul in Inman and talk to him about this case. Paul, welcome to the program. What do you think about uh, these new FOIA documents that came out? Well, uh, we have to start at the beginning, Charlie, and good evening to everybody listening. Yes. Um, The electors are actually a very special group of Americans. Mm -hmm. These people's job is to elect the next president. We, as commoners, do not elect the president. Right. This is not our job. Okay? We elect the electors. Well, in a, in a way, in a way. Well, you know, okay, there, there's a process in there that most people are not familiar with. Really. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Uh, what, what's happening with this thing is that this is a typical um, political prosecution. Again, yeah, all absolutely. All are dangerous to the swamp, okay? Or actually, it, it doesn't matter if it's... Uh, uh, however many electors, and each one is Jesus, okay? They will oppose them at every turn sure. and try to you know, put them on the cross and nail them, you know, to this, yeah. because this is uh, uh, in the, endangering their power. It's not that we uh, can't handle this civilly or as intended. They don't want the process. They want the prosecution to scare everybody else off. And, you know, you, you really need martyrs for this on the next one. Yeah. Because the prosecution is going to be so damn obvious that it's going to be scary to look at. So yeah. you have to know who these uh, electors are, and not everybody is an elector. There's a list of specifications that you have to do, uh, which we'll discuss a little bit later, because it's uh, in the, the crazy type, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, all you need to know is that these men and women must be protected. This is the, um, it's the most active part of the beehive, the one yeah. that makes decisions. You're and right. They're on our side, not on their side. You're right. This is the problem. There's another line of defense. You're That's right. What I'm trying to say. All right, Paul, I appreciate it. Got to hit a break here. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I've got to turn my mic on. 22 days until the primary here in South Carolina. It is going to be on a Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, a Saturday. That would make it uh, how many weeks from uh, tomorrow? Let me just go back here and double check here. Let's see. One, two, three weeks from tomorrow. 
That's 22 days until the primary here in South Carolina where uh, Nikki Haley is going to try <coughs> to upset Donald <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be professional here, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to be a, a consummate radio professional where Nikki Haley is going to try to upset Donald Trump. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Oh, my goodness. He's, lead, he's beating her by 27 points in her own front yard. Yeah, I, I love these people say, oh, it's right there in Nikki Haley's own. But no, it's in her front yard. Your backyard secluded. Your front yard is where she's going to get whooped so all the neighbors can see. All the other states that are going to be looking around, all of those Super Tuesday states that we're going to be looking at on March the 5th, Alaska, uh, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, uh, Utah, Vermont, Virginia. All of those states are going to be looking at Nikki Haley getting trounced in her own home state. You know what they're going to be thinking? Hey, wait a minute. If the people of her own home state don't trust her, why should we? Why should we? Now, Trey uh, Gowdy was on, I think it was on Fox News the other day. Maybe it was yesterday. And he said something, and he used a phrase that I really didn't like. It was just one of those things I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't like the fact that he used, well, let's take a listen. Maybe we'll see if we can get, this is a long clip, but let's see if we can uh, see what he says here about Donald Trump. Nikki Haley hoping to clinch a victory in her home state of South Carolina, but polls show she is trailing behind former President Donald Trump. So how does she plan to close the gap? Let's bring in Trey Gowdy, former South Carolina congressman and host of Sunday Night in America, right here on Fox. Trey, it is so awesome to have you on here. Um, Good to get you back. So when it comes to South Carolina, I mean, Trump's still ahead in the polls there, but she says she's going to win with suburban women, independents. Like, how do you see this playing out? She's really popular. I think the consensus is that she was a really good governor. But, you know, Sandra, the consensus is Tim Scott's a really good U.S. senator, and Donald mm-hmm. Trump would beat him, too. He's one of my best friends in the world. But, but, but Donald Trump in 2016, I mean, the people were like fighting for second place. So I, I, I can't fully explain why my state is so enamored, uh, more so even than, than some other states. But Nikki is both a really, really good past governor and likely to come in second to Donald Trump. And those two are not like confl- com- conflicting thoughts to me. All right. So let's take a look, uh, Trey, at a Washington Post, uh, Post Monmouth poll and compare it to a poll back in September 2023 from the same organization. Donald Trump now 58%, Nikki Haley 32%, 2% would vote for others. Compare that to September when the others were way up there. But when you take a look at how those others broke down now that the others are out of the race, I mean, they both benefited about even. And if it was held today, look, 80% say con- of conservatives say they'd vote for Trump. 59% of somewhat conservatives say they'd vote for Trump. Nikki Haley wins the moderates. How do you think that is going to play out in South Carolina, which we should point out is an open primary? <clears throat> it is an open primary. And there's not much reason for the Democrats to go to the poll on Saturday. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where it got written that Nikki Haley is not a conservative. I, I, she certainly was a conservative as a governor. I think the reality is 
that, that Donald Trump has a stranglehold on the state of South Carolina. And it- I, I, that is what I really have an issue with. A stranglehold? What, what, none of what Trey Gowdy just said seemed to me to be like he was pro-Trump in any way. I don't know where she get, I don't know where these people get this idea that she's not conservative. I don't know where where this is. Oh my goodness. I don't know where that's coming. He's got a stranglehold on I don't know about you, Trey. I don't know. Kind of starting to give me the heebie-jeebies there, especially with that haircut. Let's see if Dominic has got something to say tonight. Dominic, welcome to the program. What's up? I got a question. How effective is the trucker's convoy? Well, I don't know. We're, we're, I don't know. We're, we're going right to find out because they got the big rally coming up this weekend. How, didn't they learn anything from what happened up in uh, Canada? Oh, you mean oh, up in deal? Canada? You know where 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 the uh, where the Supreme Court up in Canada said that the federal government in Canada violated those truckers' rights? <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, it's not just yeah, as simple as well, that. I know they're not the brightest bulbs in the shed. Wait, these truckers. But, oh, Dominic, but Dominic, is, uh, tell me, you tell me, Dominic, you are not besmirching truck drivers on this program. Yeah, and also got another. I also got. Yeah, no, you don't. Actually, you don't, Dominic. In fact, you don't ever have to call again. Thank you very much. You will not call this program and insult some of the hardest working people in this country. Dominic, I will guarantee you that that phone that you called in on was shipped to you by one of those not the brightest bulbs in the world. So, Dominic, congratulations. You have earned yourself a ban from the Charlie James Show. Enjoy your life, Dominic. Oh, my gosh. People like that. Oh, these people. Not not the brightest. Bu- oh, wonder how much you make, Dominic. wonder how much you make. Truck drivers make pretty darn good money. Last time I checked. All right. Uh, for everybody but Dominic, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. So I get yeah, <laughs> 350, 350. I wish I could say that on the air. And I so want to. I really do. But the FCC says I cannot say anything like that. Uh, Charlie, I used to wish Trey Gowdy would run for president of the United States, but lately I hope he never does because he's on the fence. But he's always been on the fence. He's always been more more talk than anything else. Oh, Hillary Clinton's server. What happened with that? Anybody go to jail? No. Benghazi. We're going to get Hillary Clinton. Nobody went to jail over that. Oh, he's a, he's a bulldog. He was a bulldog in the court. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Sorry. Sorry, Trey. Sorry. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, la, 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 la. Charlie, you need a band caller sound. I do, don't I? I'm like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> the sad trombone. Let's go to John in Waynesville and talk to him. John, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, great, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to give I want to give a shout out to Deep State. Okay, Deep State. So, yep, shout out to Deep State Trey Cowdy. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a shout out 
to Deep State, and you're all going to love me for this, yeah. Ted Cruz. Oh, really? Okay. To Marco Rubio. Okay. Yes. Shout out to Mitch McConnell. Okay. Shout out, guys. You hear me? You're absolutely Deep State. You're betraying our country, and you've helped this uh, this country be turned over to what we now have as a dictator government. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you, Deep State. There you go. All right, John. I appreciate it, buddy. Call anytime. Not you, Dominic. John can call anytime he wants to. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. I'm excited about the weekend. I don't know why. I got a ton of yard work to do, so there you go. All right, let's go to Tennessee Tiger and talk to him. Tennessee has got a response to Dominic. How you doing, pal? Hi, Charlie. Uh, you know, I called you a couple of weeks ago the first time. Yeah. I'm just glad I uh, woke in about 10 minutes before Dominic called, and uh, I uh, just wanted to thank you for what you did. And um, to uh, Dominic, if you're still listening, and I hope you do listen because, uh, you know, you need to be uh, uh, converted. But uh, <laughs> calling a radio station is a privilege, not a right. That is true. See? That is and, true. Now, Dominic, uh, I know where you would fit in if you want to talk your um, uh, – you, you fit in on that program. I think you've heard of it called The View. <laughs> they may let you in at Roundtable. <laughs> yeah, that, you're and right. You can just – yeah. 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 So thank you, Charlie. And uh, you just keep up the good work. Thank you, Tennessee Tiger. I appreciate it. Ray is in. Taylor's wants to talk about the flag, the state house, Trey Galley, and Nikki Haley. What's up, buddy? Hey, you remember a fellow named H.K. Egerton? Yes. He's a black man. He's a southern boy. He had on a rebel uniform carrying a rebel flag when he took the flag off the state house. I remember that, yeah. And he was on one side of podium. I was on the other one where the cameras were. And Ravenel told me, he said, well, go get him and bring him over here. So I brought HK over to the side where I was at in front of the cameras and put my arm around him. And I'm dressed up in a nice Western suit and Stetson hat. Right. And he's got this sign, Heritage Not Hate. And two of the national news media shut down. They wouldn't even film us. Really? But they took it off the state house and they was yeah. going to put it by the rebel uh, statue right. to be there forever. Yeah. Well, I thought forever was forever, but Nikki Haley got it taken off completely and it's gone. Yeah. You're exactly right about that, buddy. You're right. And a lot of people still feel the pain from that. I appreciate it. Ken is in Westminster. Ken, what's on your mind this evening? Yeah, thanks for sticking up for us drivers, you know. Well, you know what? You guys. 38 years. I've been everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Canada, all across the United States. I don't go far no more, but, you know, it is a hard job. You got to deal with traffic every day. Yeah, I've had my mishaps, but boy, I'm telling you, it's a tough, tough gig. I, I, I do, and hey, Ken, I appreciate all all your your all 38 years that you put in keeping this uh, this uh, wonderful country running and going. And uh, buddy, the best of luck to you. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. There's a, there's no reason to do. <laughs> hey, I, what, what does Dominic do where he can besmirch? A hard-working truck driver. Hey, I think I've got one for Dominic. Yeah? I think I've got a sound for him. Okay. Don't love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. 
<laughs> love me, love me, love me. I am a liberal. Exactly right. All right, GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. Charlie, can you give us a quick update on the constitutional carry bill? Okay, deep breath. Here we go. The bill passed the House. It went to the Senate. The Senate blew their nose on it and has now sent it back to the House. Uh, what is uh, the big problem is this Amendment 36 in this bill from the Senate. And that means that if you and your friend go into a store that has a sign that is posted, no uh, concealable weapons or whatever, and you are caught, right? You've got these, you both are carrying and you both get caught, but your friend has a concealed weapons permit. But you don't. Your friend doesn't get as strong a uh, uh, penalty against him as you would get. And furthermore, you could be charged with other crimes as well. So what this does, it actually violates the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution that guarantees equal justice under the law and literally creates two classes of citizen, both exercising their constitutional rights. It would be like uh, if you go into a movie theater and you, you know, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie house unless you have a free speech permit. Then you can do it. That's what it does. It creates two classes of people. So what we need to do now, everybody, everybody, you need to contact your state representative, the folks in the House, and tell them, do not concur with the Senate bill. Do not concur with the Senate bill. If you don't know who your representative is, text SCREP, S-C-R-E-P, to 71307. You will be sent a link. You click on that link. You put in your address. It will tell you who your representative is. You call them Text them, we'll call them, email them, tell them, do not concur on the Senate bill. What this will do, this will send it as if the House does not concur with the Senate bill, it will send it to conference committee. When it gets into conference committee, hopefully, hopefully they will get Amendment 36 taken out of this bill. If it stays in, then what is likely going to happen um, the Palmetto Gun Rights Association, the Gun Owners of America, um, the National Association for Gun Rights have all threatened a lawsuit to remove Amendment 36. Now, remember, this is, oh, and I can't, well, I can't remember the name of it. It's basically what this bill says, that if any part of this bill is ruled to be unconstitutional, the rest of the bill remains in place. Gosh, I wish I, I'm just drawing a blank on what's that that's called. I, I, anyway, but that's how it could work. So now tell them to it's SC rep and anybody that is texting anything other than SC rep. I'm going to assume you're being a smart button. I'm going to ban you from the uh, from the text line as well. So just to let you know, SC rep. Um, so anyway, that's where we stand right now. Get in touch with your state representative. Tell them, do not concur with this bill. We will see you guys on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend.
We love you. God bless. Buckle up. Bye, y'all. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.